Section eighty two of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Book twelve, chapter three. The Medical Experts and a Pound of Nuts. The evidence of the medical experts, too, was of little use to the prisoner. And it appeared later that Fetchukovitch had not reckoned much upon it the medical line of defence had only been taken up through the insistence of katerina ivanovna who had sent for a celebrated doctor from moscow on purpose the case for the defence could of course lose nothing by it and might with luck gain something from it there was however an element of comedy about it through the difference of opinion of the doctors the medical experts were the famous doctor from moscow our doctor herzenstube and the young doctor varvinsky the two latter appeared also as witnesses for the prosecution the first to be called in the capacity of expert was dr herzenstube he was a gray and bald old man of seventy of middle height and sturdy build he was much esteemed and respected by everyone in the town he was a conscientious doctor and an excellent and pious man a Herrnguter or moravian brother i am not quite sure which he had been living amongst us for many years and behaved with wonderful dignity he was a kind-hearted and humane man he treated the sick poor and peasants for nothing visited them in their slums and huts and left money for medicine but he was as obstinate as a mule if once he had taken an idea into his head there was no shaking it almost everyone in the town was aware by the way that the famous doctor had within the first two or three days of his presence among us uttered some extremely offensive allusions to dr herzenstube's qualifications though the moscow doctor asked twenty-five roubles for a visit several people in the town were glad to take advantage of his arrival and rushed to consult him regardless of expense all these had of course been previously patients of dr herzenstube and the celebrated doctor had criticized his treatment with extreme harshness finally he had asked the patients as soon as he saw them well who has been cramming you with nostrums herzenstube <laughs> dr herzenstube of course heard all this and now all the three doctors made their appearance one after another to be examined dr herzenstube roundly declared that the abnormality of the prisoner's mental faculties was self-evident then giving his grounds for this opinion which i omit here he added that the abnormality was not only evident in many of the prisoner's actions in the past but was apparent even now at this very moment when he was asked to explain how it was apparent now at this moment the old doctor with simple-hearted directness pointed out that the prisoner on entering the court had an extraordinary air remarkable in the circumstances that he had marched in like a soldier looking straight before him though it would have been more natural for him to look to the left where among the public the ladies were sitting seeing that he was a great admirer of the fair sex and must be thinking much of what the ladies are saying of him now the old man concluded in his peculiar language i must add that he spoke russian readily but every phrase was formed in german style 
which did not however trouble him for it had always been a weakness of his to believe that he spoke russian perfectly better indeed than russians and he was very fond of using russian proverbs always declaring that the russian proverbs were the best and most expressive sayings in the whole world i may remark too that in conversation through absent-mindedness he often forgot the most ordinary words which sometimes went out of his head though he knew them perfectly the same thing happened though when he spoke german and at such times he always waved his hand before his face as though trying to catch the lost word and no one could induce him to go on speaking till he had found the missing word his remark that the prisoner ought to have looked at the ladies on entering roused a whisper of amusement in the audience all our ladies were very fond of our old doctor they knew too that having been all his life a bachelor and a religious man of exemplary conduct he looked upon women as lofty creatures and so his unexpected observation struck every one as very queer the moscow doctor being questioned in his turn definitely and emphatically repeated that he considered the prisoner's mental condition abnormal in the highest degree he talked at length and with erudition of aberration and mania and argued that from all the facts collected the prisoner had undoubtedly been in a condition of aberration for several days before his arrest and if the crime had been committed by him it must even if he were conscious of it have been almost involuntary as he had not the power to control the morbid impulse that possessed him but apart from temporary aberration the doctor diagnosed mania which promised in his words to lead to complete insanity in the future it must be noted that i report this in my own words the doctor made use of very learned and professional language all his actions are in contravention of common sense and logic he continued not to refer to what i have not seen that is the crime itself and the whole catastrophe the day before yesterday while he was talking to me he had an unaccountably fixed look in his eye he laughed unexpectedly when there was nothing to laugh at he showed continual and inexplicable irritability using strange words bernard ethics and others equally inappropriate but the doctor detected mania above all in the fact that the prisoner could not even speak of the three thousand roubles of which he considered himself to have been cheated without extraordinary irritation though he could speak comparatively lightly of other misfortunes and grievances according to all accounts he had even in the past whenever the subject of the three thousand roubles was touched on flown into a perfect frenzy and yet he was reported to be a disinterested and not grasping man as to the opinion of my learned colleague the moscow doctor added ironically in conclusion that the prisoner would on entering the court have naturally looked at the ladies and not straight before him i will only say that apart from the playfulness of this theory it is radically unsound for though i fully agree that the prisoner on entering the court where his fate will be decided would not naturally look straight before him in that fixed way and that that may really be a sign of his abnormal mental condition 
at the same time i maintain that he would naturally not look to the left at the ladies but on the contrary to the right to find his legal adviser on whose help all his hopes rest and on whose defence all his future depends the doctor expressed his opinion positively and emphatically but the unexpected pronouncement of dr varvinsky gave the last touch of comedy to the difference of opinion between the experts in his opinion the prisoner was now and had been all along in a perfectly normal condition and although he certainly must have been in a nervous and exceedingly excited state before his arrest this might have been due to several perfectly obvious causes jealousy anger continual drunkenness and so on but this nervous condition would not involve the mental aberration of which mention had just been made as to the question whether the prisoner should have looked to the left or to the right on entering the court in his modest opinion the prisoner would naturally look straight before him on entering the court as he had in fact done as that was where the judges on whom his fate depended were sitting so that it was just by looking straight before him that he showed his perfectly normal state of mind at the present the young doctor concluded his modest testimony with some heat bravo doctor cried mitya from his seat just so mitya of course was checked but the young doctor's opinion had a decisive influence on the judges and on the public and as appeared afterwards every one agreed with him but dr herzenstube when called as a witness was quite unexpectedly of use to mitya as an old resident in the town who had known the karamazov family for years he furnished some facts of great value for the prosecution and suddenly as though recalling something he added but the poor young man might have had a very different life for he had a good heart both in childhood and after childhood that i know but the russian proverb says if a man has one head it's good but if another clever man comes to visit him it would be better still for then there will be two heads and not only one one head is good but two are better the prosecutor put in impatiently he knew the old man's habit of talking slowly and deliberately regardless of the impression he was making and of the delay he was causing and highly prizing his flat dull and always gleefully complacent german wit the old man was fond of making jokes oh yes that's what i say he went on stubbornly one head is good but two are much better but he did not meet another head with wits and his wits went where did they go i've forgotten the word he went on passing his hand before his eyes oh yes spazieren wandering oh yes wandering that's what i say well his wits went wandering and fell in such a deep hole that he lost himself and yet he was a grateful and sensitive boy oh i remember him very well a little chap so high left neglected by his father in the back yard when he ran about without boots on his feet and his little breeches hanging by one button 
a note of feeling and tenderness suddenly came into the honest old man's voice fetchikovitch positively started as though scenting something and caught at it instantly oh yes i was a young man then i was well i was forty-five then and had only just come here and i was so sorry for the boy then i asked myself why shouldn't i buy him a pound of a pound of what i've forgotten what it's called a pound of what children are very fond of what is it what is it the doctor began waving his hands again it grows on a tree and is gathered and given to every one apples oh no no you have a dozen of apples not a pound no there are a lot of them and all little you put them in the mouth and crack nuts quite so nuts i say so the doctor repeated in the calmest way as though he had been at no loss for a word and i bought him a pound of nuts for no one had ever bought the boy a pound of nuts before and i lifted my finger and said to him boy got der vater he laughed and said got der vater got der Sohn. he laughed again and lisped got der Sohn. got der heilige geist then he laughed and said as best he could got der heilige geist i went away and two days after i happened to be passing and he shouted to me of himself uncle got der vater got der Sohn. and he had only forgotten got der heilige geist but i reminded him of it and i felt very sorry for him again but he was taken away and i did not see him again twenty-three years passed i am sitting one morning in my study a white-haired old man when there walks into the room a blooming young man whom i should never have recognized but he held up his finger and said laughing got der vater got der Sohn, and got der heilige geist i have just arrived and have come to thank you for that pound of nuts for no one else ever bought me a pound of nuts you are the only one that ever did and then i remembered my happy youth and the poor child in the yard without boots on his feet and my heart was touched and i said you are a grateful young man for you have remembered all your life the pound of nuts i bought you in your childhood and i embraced him and blessed him and i shed tears he laughed but he shed tears too for the russian often laughs when he ought to be weeping but he did weep i saw it and now alas and i am weeping now german i am weeping now too you saintly man mitya cried suddenly in any case the anecdote made a certain favourable impression on the public but the chief sensation in mitya's favour was created by the evidence of katerina ivanovna which i will describe directly indeed when the witnesses ad décharge that is called by the defence began giving evidence fortune seemed all at once markedly more favourable to mitya and what was particularly striking this was a surprise even to the counsel for the defence but before katerina ivanovna was called alyosha was examined and he recalled a fact 
which seemed to furnish positive evidence against one important point made by the prosecution. End of section 82